Hi, I'm Sammy Shaw at class of 2016, and you're watching Dingo Talk. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week, Sammy Shaw, class of 2016. Before we get into that, though, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there watching. Thank you to everybody that has continued to watch the show. And thank you to the people that have supported the show, both working with me and uh, financially or in any, in any other way. Uh, Sammy Schott's going to tell us about how she made it from Noble County, Ohio to Brook County, West Virginia to play here, play basketball here at Bethany. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot in depth into that basketball career here and then what she's doing after graduation, which has to do with basketball back at her alma mater. But I'm not here to tell her story. That's for her to do. So without further ado, Sammy Schott. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week, class of 2016, Sammy Schott. Sammy, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, finally. Of course, uh, you know, <laughs> and especially during this time of year because you're pretty busy with the, uh, with the coaching thing going on. Yeah, just, just a tad. Just a tad. Uh, we're going to do this the same way we do every week. Sammy's going to tell us how she comes from Noble County, Ohio, and Shenandoah High School and found her way to... Which probably the equivalent to Noble. It's a very small place uh, here in Bethany. But so how do, how do you end up here for basketball, I think, right? Uh, right, right. Um, so I guess like many that have been on here, you know, athletics was a big thing. So I knew I wanted to play basketball, but Bethany was not on my radar at all. Actually, um, I was pretty much convinced that I was going to Wilmington College um, in Southwest Ohio. Mm -hmm. but we had our OVAC all-star game and like beginning of April and coach Upton was there and she was like, Hey, have you decided like what's going on? And I'm like, I, I really don't know. And she was there watching some other of my, you know, would be teammates. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she's like, well, just come down, give it a chance. And I looked at my mom and I'm like, I, I guess like it was, I had no idea. So my mom and I went down for a visit. I had no idea what I, what my major was going to be. Cause up to that point, I thought I was going to be a, a nursing major, which where I ended up is polar opposite. Yeah. Um, so at Wilmington, I had went to their communications major, just, just to visit, see if I liked it. So at Bethany, they had a communications uh, department. So I went and visited. I talked to Emmy, uh, exec gamble. You know, and she's a very personal person and, and she knew how to sell it pretty well. Uh, so, yeah. So I met with her, went on my tour and talked with Coach Upton. Um, the only thing I remember actually saying to my mom when she was like, how did it go? She's like, what did, what did you think? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, you literally walk uphill both ways. And she was like, yeah, she goes, I guess it'll be a good story one day, you know, when you have kids and grandkids to say that. Um, so we didn't, I didn't really say much to my mom um, when we were leaving. And she finally looked at me and she goes, this is where you're going, isn't it? And I said, yeah, I think so. So I really can't pinpoint what it was, but it was one of those once I got on campus and, you know, saw the, saw the comm department and you know, talked with the coach. I, I just... I think it just, it clicked with me because yeah, Bethany is small and I come from a very small community uh, anyway. <laughs> so um, 
it just felt, I mean, it's it spread out more than what, and I say that and people laugh at me, but compared to what Wilmington was, it was pretty much in a rectangle. Um, so it felt like, you know, I still had that small college feel mm-hmm. with a bigger layout. So there's, well, there's how I ended. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's dive in. We'll start with athletics. Normally I start with academics, but we'll get to that. There's, there's some juicy stuff we need to get to in this beginning part here. Uh, how did basketball go those first couple years? So um, I guess, you know, like every freshman that comes to that's a big fish, small pond. Um, you know, I, I walked in, you know, ready to work hard, but didn't understand the full conditioning aspect of things. Um, I ended up getting hurt pretty bad. Um, probably would, if I would have broke my ankle, it would have been better. Um, so I spent most of preseason my freshman year battling an injury. Um, and so then I, you know, you're a freshman, you know, and we had some really good seniors. I mean, KT was there, Carly was there, Beck was there, you know, we had some, we had some really good seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one of those where it was time to set the bench, you know, wait, wait your time. Um, so towards the middle of season, we had some injuries come up and I got a starting spot um, and, you know, and would start some games and then come off the bench my freshman year. Um, sophomore year went a lot better. Um, still battling some injuries here and there, but started. Um, so, you know, the first three years were, were good, <laughs> put it that way. And you, and you guys got to be involved in a, in a couple really important things. I mean, one, you got to play against an inevitable national champion. And I think the two other years, yeah, it was two time. And then the one year they were eliminated in like the, the final four or right somewhere in there you were you on you were on the team with the the girl lauren the the i I forget what she she had but you guys were one of the teams that she got to play right before she passed yeah so um that would have been that would have been sophomore year so i knew skylar and taylor were still there so it would have been sophomore year we played in the lauren hill classic um and yeah she was there that was actually one of her um final games mm-hmm. um and you know we were we were fortunate enough to play against her um was that no yeah either way we played her um she was a captain so I actually got to interact with her mm-hmm. um because I was a captain that year and I mean it was it's just amazing to see somebody go through something like that and still have love for the game and still want to come play um, you know, we, we did, the coach did talk to, um, Upton and they worked it out. And when she got in, you know, we were told, you know, she still wants to be treated like a basketball player. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we played some defense on her. Um, but she did score. And I mean, it, it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, you're happy to be a part of, you're grateful to be a part of something like that. Um, the only time I think we've been on ESPN, <laughs> so um, just little things like that. And then you did talk about Thomas Moore. So those were some scary games um, <laughs> just because of the, the caliber of team that they were. And Sydney Moss uh, was on that team. And lucky enough, I got to guard her. You drew the um, stick. Yeah, so that that was fun. Um, my favorite thing was, you know, she she could easily score as many points as she wanted to. And there was a couple games where she, she did. Um, but I remember scoring a three and I was so excited because she guarded me too. I was so excited. I was like, you know what? <laughs> we don't care. I, I just made a three. Like, this is awesome. And she immediately goes, 
ball. And I'm like, this, this isn't oh. good. This isn't, this isn't good. So I go back on defense and one dribble, pull up three, right? Gets a steal. You know, I mean, just started yes. game. But hey, so, you hit a three in her face. Yeah. So my teammates yelled at me and said that, you know, I caused this. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure that this was going to happen anyway. So, You're probably um, right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but it was fun. I mean, they went on to win two national championships and um, the Elite Eight, they went out that one year. She tore her ACL. So, yeah. but I mean, even they would have hands down won it that so they year. Were the, they were like an underdog for like the first two rounds. And then after they got through that, it was like, who can beat them? And then she gets hurt in that first half and it, Right. Changed, it changed everything. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because that next year, the coaching staff used that and learned from it. She, I don't think she played more than a half of basketball the whole regular season. I mean, they got used no. to what if this happens and they had a rotation where, I mean, let's be real. Their second string were starters probably in every other team in the conference. Oh yeah. I mean, they didn't, they went, they went to their bench. They didn't lose anything. She just, she just elevated them. To that just next level. I mean, yeah. anytime you get a D1 starter, you know, every every D3 <laughs> college is like, please um, come and, see us. And so. not just a D1 starter, but the SEC Rookie of the Year her freshman <laughs> year. So, um, but, so that brings us to junior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some things, some things went down. Uh, and I had Lexi on the show many months ago and she told her side of the story um you are another part of that story so what how what went down junior year well it was actually my senior year so um you know junior year junior year was just like the other ones you know playing whatever um so senior year comes in and you know as a senior you know there are some things that you've been around, you know, the system, you know, the program. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting new teammates in. We've had transfers. We'd had new class of freshmen and we had some that definitely contributed to our team. You know, they, they helped a lot. Um, but then it got to the point where things weren't adding up, um, when questions were asked. Um, so, you know, and and now that I'm a coach, um, I, I see all of this, Um, and like I do with my girls, I encourage a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, a few of us went and had individual meetings, right. Just wanting to know reasonings, wanting to know what's going on, you know, why, what, just to get the reasoning behind things, which, you know, and I, I don't, I don't think that's an invalid question. No. Um, so when it came down to it, we got together. So a couple of us got pitted against each other. Um, myself and Gab Naples, especially, um, it was, as we started thinking about things, things weren't adding up. So we weren't, I mean, we had been really good friends up until that point. And we had kind of stopped talking to each other because of things that were said in individual meetings. So finally we looked at each other and we're like, listen, what's, what's going on? Like, I hear you're saying this stuff about me. Um, you know, this is what the coach is telling me. And she was like, I never said any of that, um, and, you know, and vice versa. So we had those things and, and it just came down to it that we were tired of, of the mind games that went along with it. Because, you know, as, as D3 athletes, like 
you you want to win mm-hmm. we're, we're not we're not on scholarship for our sports right we play it because we love it we think the game is fun uh yeah we want to win we're competitive i mean that's why we're there but it got to the point where it was just like this isn't fun mm-hmm. like you know we'd i we'd been through the the whole you know bad the good the highs the lows just to just to have to battle more and stress more over things um so we got to talking as a team um about our thoughts towards things and um there was four of us that went together uh so gab naples lexi naples shelva burns and myself you know we said that you know enough's enough um and so we went up well we we met with our teammates first right so we wanted to let them know what we were doing um you know, some, some were like, good for you guys. Some were like, I can't believe you're doing this. You, you know, why, why can't you just stick it out? Especially Gab and I as seniors, because um, it was middle, middle of the season where it's just, you're beyond frustrated and you just don't, you don't know what to do. And it had been progressing and getting worse and worse and worse. Um, I spent many, many nights on the phone with my parents um, because, you know, basketball had been a huge part of my life for a really long time. And I, I remember my mom going, what's the straw that broke, you know, the camel's back? What, what is making you now say, this is what I'm doing? And I said, I love basketball and I'm afraid if I stay, I'm going to hate it for the rest of my life. And, and she goes, I think, I think you have your answer then. You know, so I, I had parents that supported me in this decision. Um, so that helped. And we went up and we, we, talked, we talked to her. Um, we had their assistant coach in there and it just, it, there were ways that she could have salvaged us. Um, and, and maybe if we would have all, she would have just had a conversation like, you know, why, why is this happening? What's going on? What can I do? What, what do we need to do? But it was more or less like, okay, you're quitting. There goes my job. So, you know, it was, I think that's what also frustrated some of us because you know, as a coach, I call them all my kids now, right? Mm-hmm. You care about each and every one of them. So when, when she kind of said that, it was like, so it's your job over us. Um, and I get it, right? It is, it's her job. That's what, that's what she did. But there were people too, right? You know, we're sure. there. We're, you know, we're not, none of us are going to the WNBA. You know, we're, we're trying to be better people and learn from things too. Um, so, it, I mean, it was rough. It was a, it was not a decision that was made lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a lot of time, lost some sleep, you know, thinking about all this. Um, but then the shocker came when Brian Rose got a hold of me um, and said, we want to have a meeting with you. And I was like, uh, <laughs> and anytime you, you get him to say, Hey, come on in for a meeting. Not good. Um, things were, were interesting. And he, and he said, you know, we felt that you were kind of the curveball of things, you know, because I had been a, you know, two and a half year starter, you know, double digit scoring, you know, double, double games, you know, I've, I had a pretty successful career. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went in and talked to him, I said, you know, these are, these are my thoughts only. I can't speak for the other three. And, you know, and I think that kind of, it, it showed them, you know, that what they were missing and how how things affected us personally I, I mean it's it's tough anytime you quit a sport yeah um but yeah 
Well, so it was that, rough. that experience pushed you further into the department, which with being a comm major, you ran the radio station for a while. Then you jumped over onto the broadcasting side for a couple games. Um, why is, was that to replace the, that, well, now you have more time. You're not going to practice, you don't have games, but being that, that you were in that routine of having stuff to do, was that where you put most of your energy was into comm? I would say, I would say, yeah. Um, because you, you know, I did talk to Emmy about some of my decision-making too. She was my mom at college. <laughs> You know, and so when I talked to her and, and I said, you know, I went the next day um, and said, you know, I did it. I, I don't, I, and I'm, I mean, I remember crying because I said, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Because <laughs> like, I, I had nothing, nothing else to do because it was basketball season. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when she said, well, do you want to work some games? And at first I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know, like. I don't know how it would, how the girls would respond with us showing up to games, how, how she would react, whether, you know, it would be get them out or, you know, you just, I didn't know. And we saw during a broadcast how she reacted. Well, yeah, yeah. So that, that was, that was a dig. For those of you that don't know, the last (laughs) game of the season, we interviewed Coach Upton at the end of the game uh, after a win. And she said uh, after the team clinched a playoff spot that it was a real testament, and I quote, to the players that stuck it out. Uh, While two of the three of the four that had quit earlier in that week or a week prior, they were all calm people who were working the game and working that specific sideline interview um and it made for an interesting conversation because as the guy that was covering and had a weekly show we weren't necessarily supposed to talk about what was said and it was hard to go around the only quote that we had from coach Upton because the way the games worked you had the men come on so we had sacks coming in for or would that have been Hager already that would have been Hager no Hager yeah Yeah, Nick so we would have already had coach Hager coming on for his pregame interview so it was a very quick in passing and I don't think anybody other than the people that knew the situation that was going on I don't think anybody really comprehended what was said and why it was said um but kudos to you guys for being professional because I think we all know how I would have reacted to that comment (laughs) yeah yeah, you were um the the game uh manager that one my mic was muted so stuff was said yeah. But we, we quickly recovered. Um, yeah. So Emmy just kind of said, well, do you want to do some games? And I was real unsure about it. But what helped was, um, you know, Haley being my roommate, you know, she, she was, she was mad and mm-hmm. she'll, and she'll tell you she was mad. We didn't speak for a while. And then finally it was like, you know, you're, you're my best friend. Like we need to, we need to figure this out. And we did, you know, and and finally, I looked at her and I said, you know, what if I, what if I go do some games? And she goes, well, I figured you were going to come watch me play anyway. Um, so it was nice. And I still had Makayla to kind of help me through that stuff too, you know, because we came in as freshmen. We were really the only two there by the end of it still playing, um, you know, and I wanted to be there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember working um, senior night 
Um, and I think it was also the orange game. Um, and so it was, we did the, <laughs> we did the pregame, um, you know, and I had, I had a gift for her and I took it down and, you know, told her good luck and I'll be up there and don't worry. I, I got all your catchphrases ready and things like that. So, you know, it, it helped that I had those, those that were still playing, you know, my former teammates that were like, yeah, you need to be here. You, you're still, you're still important to us. You're still, you're still our friend, you know, and when you're on a team, you build a bond. Um, so that, that helped, you know, just to, just to suck it up and, and, and do some, do some games. Cause like you said, I, I was on radio. I was not, not ready for the camera at all. And you guys were like, just do it. Like, okay. Yeah, we needed somebody. We, AJ, I think AJ and Ian were out that week or Lexi didn't want to do it yet. I mean, there was just a lot of <laughs> shuffling pieces and you were like, we were all like, well, she's done games and she knows the team. Let's put her on TV. <laughs> I, I remember getting asked, what is she saying in this timeout? You would know. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> As she's going into the locker room, what is she about to say? I'm like, yep. <laughs> well, I mean, our que the questions had to be softball. They had to be softballs that also could have gotten us a very interesting comment. So <laughs> um, lastly, before we take a break, I want to cover the social and academic aspects. So socially at Bethany, being that it is a small place that it is, what was your social experience? I mean, we had Bubba's, we had Greek life um the cv parties were what they were uh but so what was your experience in the social aspect of the small college we all claim well you know we pretty much hung out as a basketball team uh, that started right off right off the get-go um i was i was in zeta well am but you know um so i was a zeta um was not sorority housing was not for me it was not in the cards um, but I, I loved being a part of them, um, because, you know, yes, I, I went because there was people on the basketball team. I, I really, you know, connected with the philanthropy, um, with the breast cancer awareness and education. Um, so, you know, and I came in with a large class of girls that I really liked. We all were in Phillips together. Um, but once we all like sorority housing just wasn't, wasn't in the, in the stars aligned for me. Um, but yeah, we did have, we did have Bubba's, which is great. And it breaks my heart, but what a place it's no longer there. I know. What a place. Um, if we could, yeah, I, if we could just have a show to tell the stories of Bubba's. We'd all be in jail. So yeah, let's not tell probably, them. probably, um, the best one was when my parents came down to, to watch a game, um, when Chuck was still around. Right. And, uh, so I walk in and they're like, is it, well, first off, they're like, where do you go? Where do you want to go eat? We don't have really a lot of time. And I'm like, then we're probably going to Bubba's because that's <laughs> it. Uh, so we walk in and um, my parents' you know, family friends had came too. And she looks at my mom and goes, what are you going to do if the bartenders all know Sammy by her first name? And she goes, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. And Chuck comes over and he's like, Sammy, how was the game? And my mom's like, oh my gosh, have you just been in the bar? every single weekend and I'm like listen he coaches softball too <laughs> so that, but what else did you expect to, what did they expect you to do in the with the one store and one restaurant in town right it, but I disguised it as you know I was working in the training room and he coached softball so that's how we knew each other but I, they didn't buy it 
they didn't buy it at all. I'm, I'm not buying um, it now. So no, <laughs> I mean, there was times where we would get off the bus from a game and be like, Hey, it's a uh, Wednesday or we all, you guys just want to ride down and we would just go in what we were home from the game. So, I mean, but that was for food. Yeah. That was, that was for food. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, socially, I guess you could say, um, you know, I, I found my, my best friends, um, from basketball. Mm -hmm. And so we all got a room in CV 324. Um, we may or may not have been known for our room parties there for a while. Um, (laughs) possibly. And maybe the whole hallway, we, but that's, that's, we don't have time for that. Um, but you know, I, I roomed with, um, Haley and Shelva, uh, for two years. So, and they, I mean, they made the whole experience better. Um, you know, they're, they're fun people to be around. So, mm-hmm. and you know, there for a while, you didn't see one of us without at least one, another, or both of us, you know, we were all three together all the time. Um, so yeah, and then- it was fun. <laughs> So on the academic side, were there struggles? Did you utilize the learning center? Was there studying tactics that you utilized or that you used here at Bethany that you may not have used in high school? How did that work for you? So academically, I did struggle um, my freshman year. You know, um, some people say, you know, I just seamlessly came right in. Um, Things like, no, I I didn't. Um, Because I just didn't have to study in high school, right? Like you had PowerPoints, you had all your notes, right? You you memorized things, you were good to go. Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't know how to study at all. Um, and I dropped, I dropped to like a two seven, um, my first semester. Um, yeah, you know, with the basketball team, we had mandatory, you know, study hours with HT. Um, but I didn't, I didn't utilize them correctly, you know, because I, I thought, you know, well, I, you know, I had a, three point, you know, nine, two cumulative grade point average, right? Like I know what I'm doing. And then it just, things started to slip away um, as I procrastinated and um, thank goodness HT was there um, because without her, I, I, I don't even know if I would have been able to get out of it. Um, you know, she, she was a tremendous help. She made the connections she scheduled, um, extra tutor hours for us especially me I remember going into her office and and crying over a religion paper that I feel like everybody did it at some point or another um so she was just like listen we got to make a schedule um so I she went my butt in the in the gear um I retook some classes to help with that GPA um got things up you know and graduated soon cum laude you know so as a senior fellow for the call department, you know, so it really took somebody on me to say, listen, you're, you're not going to make it yeah, unless, unless you do the following things. So thank goodness she was there. Um, Is that something you think at a bigger school would fall through the cracks? Like you would have ended up probably going back home, going to a community school or, or whatever would have transferring, whatever. No, hands down would have happened. Because like I said, I just got, I got so overwhelmed Mm. just with the adjustment because I came from a small school. um, You know, I graduated with a hundred there and and Shenandoah. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. But 
you know, I came, I came from that where, you know, they, if you didn't do well, you just do a retake or you need help, you need extra credit, you know, we can, we can do those things for you to where I had a, had a lot of independence and I just, I wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. And it, it was kind of, it was a shock. It was definitely a shock at first. Well, I think that's a good place for to take a break. We're going to send it to Harry Chambers with Chambers General Store because if they don't have it, you don't need it. It's on the back of the T-shirts they're selling downstairs in burnt orange now. Um, so it looks just like the tie and the dress that we you had to wear and I had to wear for the, for the orange game. Yes. Um, he also has the third edition of the Shrimp Capital of the World shirts. They're in a uh, neon green. Um, you can get that time of year. You can get a uh, fresh bowl of soup. The hot lunch specials, breakfast and gravy, or biscuits and gravy, breakfast sandwiches, uh, any of the, any sandwich that you can think of in your head, if he has the lunch meat, he'll make it for you. Um, and if you came to Bethany and didn't come to Bethany or didn't go to Chambers, you didn't actually come to Bethany because it's, it's just not possible. It's one road. Um, this is Sammy Scott, class of 2016. I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. Harry Chambers, take it away. While you're in Bethany, make sure you stop in the store for a daily lunch special, breakfast sandwiches all day, try out the biscuits and gravy, guaranteed it'll fill you up, and also look for our new burnt orange chambers, if we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts, and our psychedelic green third edition Bethany mushroom capital of the world t-shirts. Now back to you, Dingo. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week, Sammy Schott, class of 2016. Uh, we left off. We covered the trials and tribulations of basketball, <laughs> the social and academic aspects of Bethany, and now we've come to that point of the show where we talk about the test that connects all of us as <laughs> alumni. Uh, Sammy, you already pointed out, you graduated, assume that one that, yeah, that Greek Latin thing. The smart um, one, yeah. Yeah, that one. The, 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 yeah, it's up there. I was not near that part of our class. I was, I think, in the middle, hopefully. So, bottom third. Hey, diploma. I got it. It's right there. It's on the wall. Um, what you need. So, we were talking the break about studying for comps. Yeah. What was the best study tactic that you used that got you through comps? Um, um my my study partner Nick Plash, um, because. You know, Nick and I had been friends for, for two years. Um, you know, we lived across the hall from each other. So when we were like, okay, we've, we've got a game plan, right? Because comps scares everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he basically woke me up at the same time every morning, right? Because you got to get in a routine of being ready in the morning. Um, so he would say, come on, we're leaving, right? So we would go to, go to the beanery, get, get coffee, get a sandwich. And then we actually went to um, the calm department mm-hmm. and just went in one of the offices, you know, and, and we told, we told whoever else was going through, you know, Hey, we're down here. You guys want to come study with us. And then we went basically course by course with notes, you know, and they gave us a study guide, which, which helped out, you know, tremendously, but you really never know mm-hmm. um, what it's going to be on. So we, we just kind of, we pulled all our stuff together and, you know, just like with the, the tradition and the history of Bethany, you had people before you 
who, you know, willed down their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, um, you know, I had Taylor Barrico's stuff, you know, who she had willed down. You know, so there was, you know, I think, um, I'm trying to think who all the other Zetas were in there. You know, there was just so much stuff. It was in a tote, in yeah. a blue tote um, that I got and said, here, this is how you pass comps. And I was like, oh, this is great. The- <laughs> yeah. So, so it was one of those where, you know, we, we pulled stuff together. Um, Nick was great to, you know, talk stuff through. We had the dry erase board full of stuff. Um, we would have people pop in and out and say, hey, you, does anybody got this stuff? You know, and so, and we would say, do you have anything? Yeah, right. <laughs> you would come by and say, how's, how's it going? You guys got this I don't have anything. We have this. I I wasn't, I wasn't really, my notes are not really clear. I don't know what was going on that day. Right, right, right. (laughs) But don't worry. We, I had that too, where I'm like, I don't have anything from this class. Like, did I even go? Um, so, you know, that was nice to have those people to bounce ideas off of. Um, but I, I spent a lot of time rewriting stuff, um, just because of all of our written exams. Mm-hmm. and how much writing you have to do so and that was one one of the study tactics that I had learned after realizing I needed to study um that writing rewriting things and writing things is what helped me remember it so that's how I survived and how did what was the outcome because we know you passed or you wouldn't be on the show so what was the outcome of comps other than passing you know, I was that close to distinction. I was going to say, I thought there was a story behind that. You were, you were a cusper where you were almost there, but. Yeah, my writtens were great. Um, but I had, um, what was her name? She taught human development. My first Gabby. semester. Gabby huh? No, she was oh. in the education. She didn't, she was gone by the time we graduated. No, she was there, but she wasn't, she didn't stay much longer. Anyway, I had her for human development. My first semester, freshman year, which I did not do good at at all. And she was the wild card that sat in on my oral exams. And when she's, and and I tried to study stuff, but I didn't take good notes. Mm -hmm. And then whoever, you know, some people where I was asking for human development stuff, they had a different professor. So I'm like trying to remember this stuff. And she hit me with a question that I had no idea. I tried to talk my way out of it and me kept making faces and I knew I was wrong, but I was too deep in that I, I couldn't stop. So there was and, no you know, pedaling. It was, we're just going to plow on through. I was really optimistic that um, Lovano was going to be my only outside department um, because I was a Spanish minor and I was like, piece of cake. I can do this. He can ask me in Spanish. Like I, I'm ready to respond. And then when she got added on, Ikerd ah what's her name we'll have to wait a couple episodes for my story with Ikerd, but i also have one yeah and when that came out that she was also wanted i was like i this is this is what's gonna kill me and um and it, it was but hey i got my button that said i'm accomplished i walked I just out found my button actually that says i'm accomplished in the bison in a star yeah you know, and, and yeah, you, you work so hard for that, that extra button and that little, you know, star by, by your name at graduation. But you know what? I had a great experience at Bethany academically, you know, socially, you know, everything we've talked about that mm-hmm. at that point, it didn't matter. But when I walked out of those doors, 
you know, and I, I think the calm department has the best because, right, you can sneak around and you can see who's all out there. There were so many people, so many people. And, and to me, like that just shows that, that it's all worth it. Yeah. Right. You have your friends there. My parents were on the phone, like walking out and having signs and people cheering, you know, it just, that's what made it more memorable than anything else. Knowing that, you know, that, that week of literally hell that you go through, mm -hmm. you walk out those doors, those heavy doors that almost kill you when you're coming out, but you know, and having those people there, the people that you want to see when you walk out and you're done. So for those that are going to be taking comps coming up, those Bethanians that are trying to come to the alumni side, um, what advice would you give them? Take a break at some point. You, you know, I mean, Nick and I, and you know, you were in on it too. We studied so hard for a whole week that your brain gets overloaded. And so Saturday, I did nothing. I did nothing, nothing calm, comps related. Mm -hmm. I didn't even open my tote. I, I, we just, we didn't. I went out to eat with my friends. You know, we kind of de-stressed. We watched movies. You know, we just hung out. And then Sunday we refreshed. You know, we went everything. But take that break yeah. because you're you're gonna overwhelm yourself, and then you're gonna psych yourself out that you're not gonna remember it when you are. You you really will. You know, if you work hard and you study, you know, collect your stuff now, right? If we got freshmen watching this, keep everything major related. Um, I guess, you know, even those weird classes that you don't think. That you matter. won't expect because you never know who the curveball is. But yeah, taking that break was the best thing I did. And it helped a lot. So you walk across the stage. And. In the gym. You're pretty smart. <laughs> You're pretty smart when it when you walk across the stage with the little with the extra name next to your thingy. Um, what is the next step when you leave Bethany? What's the next adventure? So I had actually already been hired <laughs> um, prior to graduation. Um, when I went home for spring, there had been a job posting with OSU Extension, which I was super familiar with because I was the 4-H program. Uh, summer assistant prior mm -hmm. to you know all my summers um so I was very familiar and when that you know posting came out for a pro it was a I think a program coordinator at the time which different levels um so I had interviewed and got offered the job um so I I was ready to go I graduated on a Saturday and started work that Monday um so you know I was one of the lucky ones that just you know went out applied got a job Mm -hmm. got everything situated and you know had had a day and a half to celebrate graduation and, and, just then, went straight, and then straight into work um but you know it's it's what I know I really wanted to do now um, for those that aren't familiar can you explain what OSU extension is okay so OSU extension so I do work for the university mm -hmm. um and it's exactly what it sounds like it's an extension of the university so each county office has these extension offices, and there are four program areas um, that they have educators in. So I'm now an educator. So there is 4-H youth development, family and consumer sciences, agriculture and natural resources, and community development. Um, so basically, we assist in those programs, um, mm -hmm. and we offer them to, so they come out of the state offices. Um, and then as us as educators in the county, we provide those to our 
our county clientele. Um, so so it out, you're an educator, which means that you furthered that education on top of your comm degree in Spanish minor, you have a master's in education. Where'd you obtain your master's from, of education? From the Ohio State University. <sighs> you Ohio <laughs> It's there's no it's it's just Ohio State. It's Ohio State University. The Ohio State. Okay. Well, so the Ohio State University gives you your master's in education. Um and there's some coaching involved in this as well. So you're you're doing the you're continuing you're working for the OSU extension and you're working for, if I'm correct, your alma mater, and you replaced your mom as the head coach no so but but yeah we we are now both coaching together she's my assistant so it's been fun the girls I think laugh more at us fighting than anything else um but no when I came back my mom was actually at Caldwell um still which is which is the other school in our county um so I did coach under her so I coached Caldwell junior high and then I moved up as her assistant for a year um, and then the coach, uh, the previous coach at Shenandoah um, had resigned um, and they got a hold of me and they say, hey, you know, I know you've got some collegiate background. You, you work with kids, you know, with your job. So you're, you know how to interact with them. Would you be interested in co- being our head coach? You know, at the time I was, I was 23 mm-hmm. thinking, holy crap, am I about to become a head coach? basketball coach at 23 um but you know it helped that I was going back to my alma mater and so the principal um and athletic director were my teachers at some point um so I knew them pretty well and then when I met with the superintendent he he basically said you know we wouldn't have you in here if we didn't think you could do it so so I made that jump real quick um my mom followed um well she took a break but she never really took a break. Um, she, we would watch film together and stuff like that. She said that, you know, she, she missed stuff that I did in college because she was coaching. Um, and my, you know, my brother, there's 10 years between us. Um, he's in high school. And she said that she wanted to make sure she was there for him. You know, he plays football, so not missing any of that. Um, but she is back now as my assistant coach this year. So to be, to be a fly on the wall at those meetings, that has to be some some interesting conversations. She's only quit like twice this season so far. So I, I think we're doing good. It's you know, it's it's just a it's a steady process. Right, right. <laughs> um so I have two questions. You were a division three athlete and you went to Bethany, so they both are gonna pertain to those two things. If you were actually before we do that, you have a connection to the current roster uh, here at Bethany College, do you not? I do. She's the starting point guard as a freshman, um, Ashley Wheeler. So um, Ashley, and where did she end up finding Bethany? Is it, should I, I ask I her, or is it just like out of the blue? She just came to me one day and was like, "So I think I'm going to Bethany," and I was like, "Sounds like a nice place, you know." It looks, it's a very, it's very picture photo esque, is I right, think. Uh, right. Um, so as a division three athlete, you, you played for three and a half years. Um, mm-hmm. if you were speaking to a high school athlete, which I'm sure you have to do this every year as a high school coach, why division three, as opposed to the other division or not even as opposed, but 
why division three if you're not gonna if you're not that athlete that is tailor-made for division one or division two programs I, I think it comes down to do you still want to compete do you still want that aspect of your life um because whether it's division one two three naia you know any of those all three levels are super competitive mm-hmm. um you know, division three, I, I didn't have the height, um, to, you know, cause I played a post and I didn't have the height to go much higher. And then as a guard, I didn't have the speed. So division three is still in the NCAA, you know, mm-hmm. we had a two time to, you know, national champions in our conference. So it's still competitive. Um, and, you know, I played against, you know, some division one athletes as, as we talked about earlier. And even at at Washington and Jefferson, there were some that due to injuries lost their scholarships. You know, so you're still playing against a, an excellent caliber of athletes and teams and who's around you. Um, but it really comes down to, do you still want to play? And I think that's with across any division, right? You know, so when I have, I have high school, I mean, like you said, I talk to high school girls all the time uh, about this kind of stuff and what, what's the next step look like? Um, and you know, when I was talking with Ashley, um, cause she was my last one that came through, you know, now is playing basketball anywhere. Um, and she, she said, I, I still love it. I still want to play. I, you know, and so it's one of those where division three is not a bad thing. You win your conference, you're in the NCAA tournament. Yep. Um, the dance. You're in there, you know, and I think, you know, it's just one of those that you're still playing. Right. And at a competitive level, it's not, it's not, this isn't intramural basketball. This is, these, these are, these are talented athletes that you're playing against. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where you're still learning as you're going to. The other question, and I'm sure you've never had this conversation with anybody that's here at Bethany college now, but uh, why, why Bethany, how could you, if you were selling Bethany college, how would you do it? Oh man. I know it's going to be difficult. It's been like, what, 12 months since you had to do it the last time. I know, right? Like the last time I was there and was like, wow, this is a beautiful place. Um, I think when, you know, selling it in the fact that, you know, you're, I, like, I, like I said, when I went there, it's a small campus, right? And you have small class sizes, but you feel like you're at a bigger place, mm-hmm. right? You, you have your, um, your housing away from your academics, right? You you have that ability to to get away. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to drive a little bit. Um, but right, right. And and I think the other part is is that whatever major you're in, you're going to have people who care about you, and that are going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you know, when I went through a big decision my senior year, Emmy was there. She she helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I and like if I was at any bigger school, would they have been there? Probably not. Would you have gotten um, the experience, the hands-on experience? Probably not. Cause at a bigger school, you don't, you don't see that experience at a younger, in, a, in your younger years. Right. And you know, when they help you, you know, we have internships that are required, you know, we had, you know, I always think of, um, what was it? Professional transitions mm-hmm. where we had to have a resume done. We had to have, you know, this stuff we had to learn real world things you know if you went to a bigger school would that have happened 
Probably not. No, no. So. Well, we've come to that point. I want to say thank you very much for being a part of the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. If you're just joining us, this is Sammy Shot, class of 2016. If you just joined us, go back and watch the rest of it first before the end. If you feel like it, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Those are the three. Instagram, it's dingo under, underscore talk. TikTok and Twitter, it's at dingo talk. You can also hit the subscribe button, which is probably somewhere right around the middle of the screen right now. Um, Hit subscribe. Don't miss any of the episodes. Sammy Shaw, class of 2016. I am Carla Guadagnino. This has been the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone because this is the Thanksgiving episode and I just realized I forgot to wish you guys happy Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, Chuckleheads, and we'll see you next week.